Welcome back to Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw. I'm Mike Shaw. How are you? Uh, this is a episode six, kind of a special edition. Joining me is Emily Danielson, our CEO of Fresh Road Media. Ah, yeah. And I guess I'm kind of responsible for that whole thing. You are responsible, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's always get a little nervous when you're interviewing the boss, but I think it'll be fine. Yeah, don't think of me as the boss. Okay. <laughs> Just think of me as me. How do you like Bruce Springsteen? Yes, exactly, right? Uh, not a big fan, okay. but... Yeah. You know, I, I can relate to that. Some of his songs are okay. His songs are right. a couple of his songs are very good, very anthemesque. But you know yeah. the Laura Ingram "Shut Up and Sing" thing. No, she I wrote don't. a book "Shut Up and Sing." Okay, it's like all these woke artists. Yeah, and we celebrities. Love your music. Yeah, you know, just please don't get politically involved. Exactly. Who was yeah. it? Somebody just very recently came out. Uh, Kurt Russell, and just kind of said, "You know what? Just." <laughs> Shut up and let act. it go. If you're an <laughs> act, yeah, exactly. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. I think he said it more tactfully, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. that's good. Yeah, just do what you do. Yeah. You know, thanks for being here on episode oh, six. My I, pleasure. I have no idea what I'm going to ask you or what okay. we're going to talk about. It'll just be free form. All right. I can always talk about my grandkids. That's what we do. I know that right. everyone would love to hear about my grandkids. You could, <laughs> did you bring a slideshow? I do. I could get one together really quick. No, I'm just You know kidding. when the neighbors go on vacation, they come back in the old days, they come yes. back with a bunch of slides. They did. Or they, like an album right. that then everybody looked at. And fell asleep. It was yeah. great. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, well, I do want to talk about Fresh Road because that's okay. uh, a big part of what we're doing. It but, is. But I really want to know more about you and your history and you and Chris and, oh, and, yeah. and how that intersects with my life and, yeah. you know, kind of let people in a little bit behind the scenes on okay. how all this came together. So let's start back in the beginning. Okay. So, you know, Chris is 40 plus years mm -hmm. broadcast experience, mostly radio, yeah. but he's done a few movies and you've helped him yeah. write those. He is really good at what he does, he really just uh, telling stories yeah. and engaging with people and even just different platforms because it doesn't always translate, right. you know, like you can be a very good writer, which Chris has authored a couple books right. and it doesn't necessarily translate into a good interview or, you know, a good stage presence or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but Chris is kind of one of those Renaissance man. Really where is. he he just is able to do it. It's God's gifting, and it's yeah. been really exciting. Yeah, I've known Chris for a long time now. We'll get into that, but he is one smart dude. <laughs> I'm serious. He's got lots and of cute. Talents. If I do well, say so myself, <laughs> it's weird. I didn't notice that so much. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, anyway, okay. So um, my question is: Yes, how did he rope you into this? Uh, oh, when did, you, when did you start on the radio, or what was your first? You know, that started back when our kids were. Young, they were still in school, and Chris had always said, "You have a big market voice. You have a big market voice. I want to use your voice." And he had been in radio for years. Um, and finally, he we were uh, working in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, and he said, "Emily, I really want you to cut some ads for me." And yeah. so I thought, okay, I'll do that. And it was really fun because Chris and I would go in the studio together. He would write out everything he wanted me to say. He has a really good ear. So he'd tell me, you know, um, be more lighthearted or you sound too sing-songy or whatever. 
And it was really fun. We put a couple commercials together, and Chris actually won awards for those commercials. Oh, I don't nice. remember what the name of the award was. Those are your awards, too, you know. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Yeah. But Liftmaster Garage Door Opener, that was one of them <laughs> that we did. It was just really fun. Well, uh, Chris... Being in radio, he's like, I want you to be in radio too, Emily, because I think that's your gifting. And, or just speaking is your gifting. And so I'm like, okay, but. He's not wrong. Here's the thing about radio. And Chris has said this a hundred times before. um, It's hard to get into radio unless you're already in radio. So it was kind of a catch 22. Well, an opportunity opened up for us in a remote little village in Western Alaska. But as missionaries. As missionaries. Because, you know, we got to the point where it's like, you know, if if the work that we're doing isn't putting the kingdom forward, it just, for us anyway, became very empty yeah and and shallow but i mean everybody has their place and and chris obviously as you can attest mm-hmm. uh was really called to ministry as well yeah, yeah and so we got that opportunity finally in alaska yeah. and he put me on the air doing shows and it was not easy because there was pressure and i'm not a ta-da person you know let yeah. me be in front of everybody and do things <laughs> right, i right. i love being behind the scenes if I don't need to talk to people <laughs> or, you know, I'm just a behind the scenes person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was even harder just given that you have to talk about the Knack river, the Nishigak river, river, the Igigik river, and these words, the names of villages, the yeah. names of people, they were not easy. Yeah. And is that the Inuit language. Uh, it or was, was it another, tribe? uh, yes, it was, Inuit, uh-huh. and then there was, um, it was kind of a unique area where the Athabas- Athabascan Indians, mm-hmm. the I believe it was the Inuit Eskimos, and then um, the people that lived along the chain. Those three uh-huh. distinct people groups met. The, oh, it okay. all merged at this, <laughs> in Naknek, Alaska. How cool is that? It was really a great, great experience. It was where I got my feet wet in really doing professional Radio. You guys did a show like every morning. Right? We did a morning show. We even had our kids involved because, as nice. you know, on the mission field, the work is plenty, but the workers are few. Yeah, right. But that was a really great upbringing for our kids as yeah. well. Yeah. And that's where I just kind of got my sea legs. And then from there, we went from uh, Naknek, Alaska. We went to Phoenix, Arizona, which is where we met you. And that was that was just a really pivotal time in our life we were introduced to so many people who are still a part of our lives today and ministry those people that find ministry and being co-laborers even if you're co-laborers for a little while and you go off and you do separate things there's still that bond Um, you still come back together on occasion, and it's it's just a beautiful thing. I always say you meet the nicest people at Christian radio stations. Right? <laughs> you so really true. do. You That's really a good mantra. <laughs> just a lot of heart for ministry at Family Life Radio and just a yeah. lot of good friends yeah. still there. And then you connect with other radio stations as well. Sure, sure. Um, there's one up in Pequot Lakes, Minnesota that we got connected Bless with. You. We'll always be... <laughs> Yeah, Pequot Lakes. Kazoo tight. <laughs> That's a whole other uh, language. Yeah, How many exactly. languages do you speak? <laughs> and, uh, of course, the radio station out in, in Alaska and then Arizona and just 
all around. We actually even, Chris and I got an opportunity to go to England because our grandkids were over there. So we would visit England often. Nice. Uh, our daughter and son-in-law were in the Air Force. Um and we connected with a radio station in Coventry, England, um, which was really an interesting like a Christian station. Well, it was it was a Christian station, but over there they don't refer to it as a Christian station. They refer to it as like a community station. Uh, okay. And so it's definitely got, you know, the Christian overtones are playing Christian music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't have that concentrated Christian music, Christian movies, Christian labeled things over there like we do. It's it's still blended. It's still well, very blended. I mean, blended. it's like our Christian roots, you know, a lot of them go back to England. Exactly. And yep. And then it moved here, the United States, as a church plant. Yep. And then Christianity proceeded to die out yeah, in England, it did, and yeah. it's so encouraging to hear that there's still an influence, and it's still on there. The really air. is, and it was interesting because we were there during uh, Queen Elizabeth's 90th birthday, so they actually yeah. brought us on the air. They wanted to get the American perspective yes. of the royal family and, and the Queen and everything. And of course, I think most people, especially since Lady Di. Um, yeah. find it fascinating. Yeah. So we were going to go on for like 15 minutes and just talk to him about it, but we were on air for like over an hour with him. Oh, that's cool. It was wonderful just yeah. meeting the Christians over there. And like you said, you yeah. meet the nicest people yeah. in Christian no radio. So wait a minute, Chris and another guy on the radio went longer than 15 <laughs> minutes. I'm shocked. Surprise. I'm so surprised by Surprise. that. Surprise. So it's radio has always been, and I think, you know, even converting that now uh, as things are going more online, yeah. it's always been a really great venue to share the gospel, to connect with people right, right. and really encourage one another. Even though you can't necessarily pinpoint or touch or see the person that you're talking to yeah. Um, it's still a great way to encourage and impact the body. It's amazing, you know, also working at Family Life Radio and starting in Odessa, Texas mm -hmm. with Mary Joan. It was just the two of us running the whole station. Okay. And, you know, I did the morning show. She joined me a lot. And she would send me a message. Years later, she sent me a message that she was out doing something. She ran into someone who recognized her oh, okay. and said, you and Mike got saved because of you and Mike. Cause like wow. you know, things like that just blow your mind. They really do. Every you once know? in a while, God will give you a glimpse into what he's doing yeah. through you. Right. He doesn't always do that, but uh, every once in a while he does. And it is, it's just like wind in your sail. Yeah, and it, just, it keeps you going. Cause it's not us, you know, it's right. the gifts that God gives us and the places that he sends us. Exactly. And then the Holy spirit does the right. Yeah. I mean, we can't, yeah. we can't take credit, but just being obedient. Yeah. yeah just, just being, being obedient. obedient. And so. so, so then we're in, you're in Phoenix and then they yep. move you down to Tucson. Yep. Um, the way family life radio worked at the time, I think we were in 12 States. I think they're in 13 now, okay. maybe, maybe more, Yep. but 12 States at the time. Um, and so there were kind of regional morning shows. Right. So you guys went from the Phoenix area to all of Arizona. Correct. Yep. And it was a huge hit. Yeah, it was. I think we, I think a lot of it was just like the right timing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I think, uh, Caleb kind of paved the way, um, to True. make it, um, a legitimate force, mm -hmm. Christian radio specific. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and it was great because, you know, K-Love or whatever radio station has their place. But what we found was just that Arizona-specific family that you could connect with. Right. And yet they had radio stations up in Michigan right. and, and throughout the United States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still having people there yeah. that could connect with the audience, yeah. that could meet people face to face, and yeah. re- and it's hard to imagine, but real ministry does take place yep. over the airwaves. It really, it really does. does. Well, yeah. even back in the Family Life Radio days, you know, and, and this was true, and we all heard it mm-hmm. from listeners, yeah, that God would play a specific song that would hit a specific person, yep. In just the right way to encourage them and whatever they were going through, yeah, yeah, and, and that's a real thing. It is, <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, people connect with people, right? They really do. Yeah, so, so. Yeah. it was an amazing time. So, you know, the three of us became fast friends. We did. We had you on on the show with us. We had you just mm-hmm. join us. Yep. You were the like news guy, right? And uh, so you would do like top of the hour stuff and everything. Yeah. But yeah. we just connected so much. So Chris is like. Bring Mike in the studio with us. Yeah. The more, the merrier yeah, has well, always been our mantra. And, yep, and, and it was really fun. And then uh, Joel, our producer, yep. that just made such a great team. Oh, there was yeah. a dynamic there that you couldn't deny. Um, really mm-hmm. great memories. Yeah. And every once in a while when God puts very specific people in very specific places mm-hmm. and you have a dynamic where you just know that for the time being anyway, yeah. You're banging on all cylinders. Yep. It is so fun. It, it makes um, the work light. Yeah. It really does. And then it confirmed, you know, what Chris was saying, you know, your big market voice, your talent, yeah. um, because, you know, Knack is not such a big market. No. It's probably not even a ranked market. Right. If those of you not uh, on radio or TV, the markets are ranked by market size. Right. Yeah. But you get to Phoenix, uh, all of a sudden you're top 10. Yeah. Or the state of Arizona. Talking to hundreds of thousands of people. Right, yeah. Uh, I don't remember what we were doing. We were doing some bit on the air, and we had so many calls that morning that yes. it broke the, the, the system, the yeah. exchange. Yeah. And so it was just, you know, there's always problems. There's always issues. And yeah. that's what makes me nervous. But um, that's why we have a team of people, everybody yeah. doing their thing. No and, such thing as a perfect job. You get to talk for a living. People see you, it's like, oh, I could do that. It's so easy to talk for a living. <laughs> and you're right, you could. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, like any other job, there's it gets things hard. you have to deal with. It gets hard. Yeah. Well, and Chris has a saying. Um, it's, yeah, you can do a show for a day. You can probably even do a show for a week. Yeah. Most people probably could. But can you do it for a year? Yeah. Every, Every single day, day. No matter how you feel, no matter what yeah. you do. Yep. No matter what you're going through. Yeah. But you guys made an art out of sharing what you're going through. And that, that was a part of the ministry. Yeah, it really, you know, we try to just be really authentic mm-hmm. and just here it is. You know, you can try being something you're not, but that only lasts so long. Right. And so we just found it was better to just be honest and open. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that, you're vulnerable. And guess what? Some people are not going to like you. And you got to just well, deal with that and, that, and be okay with that. That's yeah. the nature of the business. Some yeah. people are going to love you. Some people are not going to like you. Some people are going to love you. Right. And then you say one thing and then they don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it has, you know, that whole being in radio, being very high profile yep. has really helped me to, you cannot find your significance in those people. You right. cannot find your significance in the approval 
of the people around you. Right. You have to know who you are. Yep. And knowing who you are in Jesus is key. Yes, huge. Um, but know who you are and be secure yeah. in that. Yeah. And so that I learned so much. Right. I learned and so much. Whether you're in secular radio or Christian radio, whether you're saved or not saved, mm-hmm. when you're on radio, on TV, in a movie, all of a sudden you become a public figure. Right. And it can be annoying uh, when people complain, it's like, well, how would you like it if I came down to the shop and <laughs> criticized you changing tires? But but you can't do that because it's part of it. It is. It comes with, it the, comes territory. with the territory. It's part of it. Yep. And um, we had a rule, 60%. If 60% are fine with you, you have won the day. <laughs> yes, that's right. And to the, le- to the depths that someone's going to not like you is the same as the depths to which those other people love you. So you have to focus on the people that are with you. You have to focus on the people that you are connecting with because that those are the people God is giving you to minister to and encourage. And so, um, again, that's another hard thing that you just had to learn. It was so easy. You get, you'd get done with the show. You'd think it was a really good show. And then you'd get an email, you know, that said, Chris Emily, I just want to tell you this in love. You stink. You're really rotten at what you do. I barely even believe you're actually Christians. In oh. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for that. But you you have to drop it and walk on. Yeah, yeah. And that has served us well long term. Well, especially now, uh, fast forwarding, skipping ahead, we'll go we'll go back and pick up the story after family life. But mm-hmm. um, now with social media. Oh, yeah. Right. So anybody can have a YouTube channel. Anybody can have a podcast. We're, yeah. we're living proof. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so, and, and so that's the rule. Um, yeah. Find your audience. In find other words, your tribe. Yeah. Be you. Your audience will find you. Yeah, exactly. And the detractors, you know, take the view. Because <laughs> if they're complaining, you get an ex- someone. Someone watched your video. Thank you for watching. Yep, exactly. And, then, and you just water off your back and you concentrate on your yep. people. Yeah, and it is a constant, ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I think it kind of is for everybody. Yeah, you have to focus on what you're called to do, and it doesn't matter whether you've been called to be very high profile yep. or you've been called to try to break through the clutter of social media yeah. or you've been called to manage that grocery store or you've been called to teach that really tough classroom mm-hmm. whatever it's the same yeah. the the rule is the same remember who you are know what god has called you to do and just Focus on that and don't let those distractions be distractions because that's have, all they are is and, distractions. And you have confidence in who you God do. has made you, uh, the assignment that he's giving you, and yeah. and you just be faithful to that. Yeah. And I am very convinced, and um, you know, Chris is the pastor. We're inside the, the boardroom here at Fresh Encounter Church, and Chris yeah. is the pastor. Mm-hmm. And he actually let me preach a couple times. Mm-hmm. And one of the times I preached, I was like, I am fully convinced that, you know, I did the parable of the talents. Yes, I remember. And, you know, I'm just fully convinced that, you know, what people think is the most important jobs in the kingdom, Uh God is looking at the faithfulness, no matter what the job is in the kingdom. And so there's going to be a lot more janitors that are going to 
that are going to be well done, good and faithful sermon, exactly. as opposed to people that are in the front of yeah, big mouths exactly. in the kingdom. I mean, I just look at motherhood and how, mm-hmm. as I was raising my kids, you know, people around me were telling me that's your most important job. That's yeah. your ministry. Yep. And I believed that and I approached it like that. But now that that portion of my life is over, I look back and I still wish I would have taken that even more to heart and embraced it even more. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's hard, but you have to bloom where you're planted. And I think once you are able to do that, once you are able to bloom where you're planted, that's when then your territory will expand. Yep. That's, you know, after those years of faithfulness. Because, yep. yeah, you look at the stories in the Bible, that's what God's looking for over and over and over and over again in the little things mm-hmm. before they were king, before right. they were, right. you know, whatever important role they served. God was looking for faithfulness in the small, ordinary, mundane right. stuff. Because that is hard. It is hard. Chris gave a wonderful sermon a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and you can find it at BibleIdiots at FirstRoadMedia.com, where he was talking about growing up and out of your cave. Yes. And talking about how those hard times that David went through, and there are parallels in all of our lives, the hard times that we go through, God is training us for the calling he has on our lives. Yeah. um, and we've all been through that, and yeah. uh, there may be more to come. I don't know. I, oh, I don't definitely. Know more I, want, I think we can promise you all that. Yeah. There's more of that to come. There's more of that to come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish it was different. Yeah. If I was God, I'd make it different. <laughs> but that's why I'm not God. We've heard it before where we grow through the tough stuff. Yep. And God says, I discipline those that I love. Yeah. And uh, it, it never feels good at the time. It no. never does. But he is growing us. He's toughening us. He's preparing us. And then I think those things that he, that he allows us to go through, as difficult as they are, and they are, right. um, how much more glorious will heaven be? How much more glorious would, will it be to just simply be in his presence? After we've been through all of this. And so we we need to really count it as privilege. We need to count it as joy. When we go through those trials, when we go through those difficulties. And that, of course, is why it's so important, however you do it, whether it's face-to-face, in your family, at your work, with your friends, at your church, on social media, um, encourage one another. We can encourage, encourage one another. It's yes, true. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah. Do. And uh, something I learned when my mom passed away three mm. years ago, um, and that was a really difficult time. Right on top, she died the day before the lockdowns for COVID. And just yeah, all of the, just that. all the whole dynamic and some much longer story. Um, but through being there to. Um, be with her as you know I got to help her escort her to heaven I guess Mm -hmm. you kind of walk her home in a way and you know God told me before I went that he was going to bless me and this is a huge blessing Mm -hmm. which is God has us he does even even in death even in sickness and death yeah he does um, he has us my mom is more alive now than she's ever been and I got to see that transition yeah and and it just it it made it even more real to me that, yeah 
that where we're going is real. It is, and, yeah. And then uh, this has been more of a revelation lately because of all the junk that's going on in the world. <laughs> right. right now. I almost said the C word. <laughs> C-R-A, B word. Um, so all the stuff that's going on in the world right yeah. now, it's like, wait a minute. I am God's forever, mm-hmm. thanks to his son, Jesus. Yep. No one can ever change that. Yep. And so I can be bold and I can have peace. Yeah, you can. And just because you're going through something that is really difficult, mm-hmm. uh, because I tend to do this, I tend to, uh, not another thing. Everybody. Or why me? Yeah. Or, you know, really, God? Yeah. Like, when are you going to let up? Yeah. Um, but he is. He he he's got us, and it's another opportunity for us to trust him. Yes. Just a quick story. My sister is recovering right now from cancer in her mouth, mm-hmm. which is like a drinker, smokers mm-hmm. cancer, and okay. she's she's not a drinker or a smoker. Oh, wow. So I don't know what that is, but yeah. it doesn't matter. She really was like, I don't want to go through this. Yeah, because it was it was very dramatic they sure. had to take out uh about a third of her jaw oh my gosh they then took bone from another place and and grafted, grafted in that. that in wow. so it's been a long process a long road home but before she was even diagnosed she called me one day and she said you know i just sensed the lord's telling me to sell my house and I said, really, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? And she's like, I don't know. I kind of feel like God's wanting me to do that, but he's not telling me why or where I'm supposed to go. Like Abraham. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I remember listening to her tell the story, and I just thought to myself about myself, would I be willing to sell my home? You know, like that's kind of a thing. That yeah, like, yeah. Am I messing up my mic? We'll we'll find out when I edit. (laughs) But she, um, I just thought, would I be willing to sell my house? So she's kind of looking around for homes. She didn't really see anything. She didn't even know what city she was going to want to live in. Her her two kids were grown. They were in neighboring towns. So anyway, uh, her son said, hey, mom, you know what? Go ahead. Sell your house. Come live with us for a few months until you figure out where you want to go what you want to do, what God's leading you to. She said, okay. So she did. She sold her house. Mm-hmm. She moved in with her son and daughter-in-law and her grandson. How awesome is that? <laughs> That's pretty fun. And uh, it was about 60 days later. Yeah. She was having trouble. And shortly after that, diagnosed. And then, of course, she finally got to the point where they did the surgery. And she could not just go home and live by herself. But it was like God knew. Yeah. So God knew that this was ahead of her. Yeah. And... He prepared her, and in her obedience, she was, you know, she because she can't work for like a year. Oh, gosh. Um, and so she's living with her son. Everything's fine. She mm-hmm. didn't lose her house because God prompted her ahead of time. You're yeah. going to, you need to sell your house, and I'll show you. You know, I'm not going to tell you this horrible thing that you're going to go through. Right. But you're going to go through it. And I tell you what, when we were in the hospital, um, her children are believers. Yeah. Um, she's a believer Um, and her good friend, her best friend in life is a believer. And just as we moved and stayed for that week in that hospital, the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, I know that people saw her faith, heard about the goodness of God 
and there was a testimony there. Right. And so now she's recovering. She has said many times, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, but I would do it again if God's power is demonstrated. Yeah. God's right. power is demonstrated. What a heart. And so, yeah, it was, it was really amazing to see yeah. her go through it mm-hmm. um, with a tremendous amount of grace and a tremendous amount of strength. Yeah. And we both know she'll be the first to admit um, that is the grace and the strength that only God can give us. Yeah. That is not right. in and of ourselves. And just a few weeks ago, it was over at the house. And I've never heard anyone scream for the Vikings like your sister does. <laughs> My goodness, people. Yeah, she's talking again now. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> She's got her Viking mojo She back. loves her Vikings. She really does. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, it that was, was really fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. All right. So when we last left our heroes, they were in Tucson, yes. Arizona. Um, I am ha- have now become a friend. I come over to the house. We play Wii. I yes. guess there's a Wii. Honorary member of the family, uh, honorary actually. Honorary member of the family at the time. <laughs> my, my mantra then was, I want to be an honorary Danielson, <laughs> which I have achieved now that I've moved here in Iowa. Your dogs love me like a family member. They do. That and was confirmation. Wanting to be an honorary Danielson is really yeah. funny when you get to know the Danielson. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's part of the Nobody charm. Nobody really wants that's to be an honorary. part of the charm. I love adventure. Let me just yeah, say Yeah, there you yeah. go. So Never fits. a dull moment in the Danielson home. Yeah. So I left Family Life Radio before you guys did, yeah, you did. Um, back mm-hmm. in 2009. I went mm-hmm. on to do Tea Party. Tea Party videos yes. and got into politics and all yep. of that. That's a whole nother show. Yeah. Um, and then you guys, where did, how long did you stay and then where did you go? <sighs> okay. So uh, we were with Family Life Radio. I don't even remember the year, but mm-hmm. we left. And shortly after that, we moved to Michigan. Okay. Where we were with a much smaller radio station in southern Michigan. And we were there for several years. Probably the longest we've ever been anywhere. Okay. Was right there. And we just kind of repeated the same thing. You know, it was yeah. that we had a lot of fun. We have a lot of lifelong friends from there. Yeah. Uh, the ministry that took place, so much goodness of God. I mean, you interviewed uh, uh, Gomison, yep. Andrew Gomison, yeah. and that's a lifelong friend yep. that we have from Michigan. Oh, nice. Um, that was episode five. Yeah, he, he wrote a book, and yep. we were just so impressed with his faith. Uh, Chris said, we got to bring him on the show. Yeah. And of course, he's a he's a paraplegic. Yep. And cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy. And so he he does, you know, speech is not an easy thing for him. He's gotten so much better. Yes, he really has. Because Chris said, that guy's got something to say and it's worth saying. Yeah. So he brought him on air. Some of the people were like, mm, at the station, were like, ah, yeah, right. yep, but Chris yep. worked with him yep. and worked with him and yep. had faith in him and pushed him. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's got his own, he's got, he's got his podcast own podcast and stuff like years. that. And he's phenomenal. Yeah. He is phenomenal. Uh, Chris saw it. Chris yeah. saw the potential. Chris saw the gifting. Chris saw the calling. Yeah. Um, and, and he just did what other people said. Yeah, yeah you probably shouldn't do that. It's like, right. no. We're going to do that. Yeah, so. yeah. And I've got to know him now because he was on your show yep. earlier in the year. And so I'm like, Andrew, come on, mine. And yeah. We had a great visit in episode yeah. five. 
um, which kind of launched off of the great visit you guys had with them. Yeah. I don't remember what the episode I don't remember was, either. But it's all at freshroadmedia.com. <laughs> yes. Freshroadmedia.com. <laughs> Go there. There's lots of great yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right. After Michigan, uh, and, I, and I know this because I know you guys. Um, after Michigan comes Alabama. Alabama, correct. Sweet home Alabama. We went to Alabama, and that was probably one of my favorite places to live. Yeah. Um, you're in the South, and of course, there's just that Southern charm. People in the South are very open. I mean, mm-hmm. we would go to an event and sit by complete strangers. Oh, yeah. And Not hey, for long. yeah, right? <laughs> Not, for long. Not for long. And like, they start giving you contact information of people that they know. And, and it's kind of like, are you sure? Because <laughs> in the North, like, don't you ever no, give yeah, anyone yeah. contact information without me knowing about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were just very open. I loved living in the South. The food. <sighs> the food. The fried and, chicken, the barbecue. The, my dad's from Mississippi. Uh, so, Mama and Papa. Yes. You know, yeah. Mama used to make a caramel cake. And, oh, yeah. And so, you know, the cake was great. And then yep. the frosting is caramelized sugar. I know, you right? You take a blowtorch to cut it. But then once <laughs> you did, I mean, it's like, it's not very good for you, but boy, was it good. Oh, yeah. I, and there was a video one time that I watched that the these children in British schools over in England were introduced to Southern cooking. (laughs) So they were given the biscuits and the sausage gravies, biscuits and gravy and the sweet tea. And uh, grits. uh, No, they, you know, they might've, maybe that was a different one. I think they did several different, Mm -hmm. like a few different episodes, but to (laughs) but to watch these boys go from what, is that <laughs> to, to oh my goodness this is so amazing it was really really fun to watch and you know the british boy like they're just so proper yeah, you know right and so yeah there's there's some about that southern food that's no so good so it's not the same but if they open some cracker barrels in england that might help them <laughs> cracker barrels pretty oh, good but you gotta yeah. do McEwen grits oh, oh McEwen grits I actually worked for them for a while they're very good friends of ours wow Man, the grits you get at some of those restaurants, not the same thing. Okay. If you right. want real Southern grits, now we know. the way Southern grits are supposed to be. The McEwen's. Uh, McEwen grits. That sounds like a nice best. Irish name. I have them in my cupboard. Okay. I have to order them and get them shipped because right. I miss Southern grits. Well, I'm part of the carnival cult, carnivore cult oh, now, so, so I'm not eating carbs, but uh, I do enjoy my ribeyes every I'm day. really sorry you can't have <laughs> right? yeah. uh, Loaded with butter. Yeah, so sometimes stuff. I question my choices in life. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong about that. All right. Anyway, so, so... So now this brings me to the fun part, because... Yeah. Um, and I don't know where along that way, because I know Chris was sem- seminary trained, mm-hmm. and... He's obviously a pastor now, but this is yes. not his first pastor. No, no. And even, you know, while you guys are doing missionary work in Alaska and things like that, you're appearing in churches, fundraising, yes. all that stuff. Yep. When did Chris, like, um, become a pastor pastor, like his main vocation? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I'll ask you my really important question. That's been and, off and on for 30-some years okay. now, 30 years. Uh, when he graduated seminary, or when he finished seminary, um, he took an associate pastor position that he was at for 
for a while. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we got into radio, and then Chris got into film. Okay, so, so but Pastor came first. I didn't Pastor know came first. See, that's and why we're doing this interview. I'm learning <laughs> stuff. Anyway. And... Um, and so then off and on, he would keep doing like pulpit supply or, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, an associate pastor, bivocational. Yeah. As opportunities arose and as he felt called. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were in Alabama when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Chris had made two movies. Uh, I should say Chris and I made two movies. Yeah, that's right. Um, and You're in the credits. I've then, seen <laughs> And then all of a sudden, COVID hits yeah. and content ceases. Nobody's making content and nobody's selling content. Nobody's right. buying content. And we're going, what are we going to do? And so um, after the lockdown, <laughs> Chris said, Emily... He called me into his office, his home office. He said, I really think God's calling me back into full-time pastoral ministry. And I said, no! (laughs) Please! Yeah, because if he's called, then you're called. (laughs) Yeah, and it's tough. I I knew how tough it was. I know how tough it's going to be. Sure. Um, But we just kept praying about it and praying about it. And pretty soon, as soon as I said, fine, Lord, (laughs) (laughs) he opened up some doors. We spent a little bit of time in Kansas and then, of course, ultimately ended up in Harlan, Iowa, Iowa. which has been an answer to prayer. True answer to prayer. Um, And and it's been wonderful. It's been glorious. So I have a saying. Yeah. uh, You've probably heard me say it before. Ministry would be great if it wasn't for people. (laughs) But that's the point. And and that's what makes it so rewarding, though. It does. Is people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So my main question for you, this is is what I'm really interested in. (laughs) What in the world is it like to be the wife of a pastor? You know, that's a really good question because I'm not a typical pastor's wife. Mm -hmm. And so everywhere we've gone and as we go to candidate or whatever, that's one thing that I will tell boards and call committees is that if you think I'm going to come in and play the organ and teach Sunday school, you're sorely mistaken. (laughs) I do not fit in that box. And I think that that has become acceptable now where yeah. um was that, why, was that the stereotype it was before? in fact when chris was, early on when he first um was looking to find a pastorship we would go and candidate somewhere <clears throat> kind of like being a first lady where you're going to change out the china <laughs> yeah. you know nancy reagan yeah things you got to do <laughs> right, right. and so um I, we would go to different churches and Chris would preach and then afterwards they all come and they'd want to meet you and get to know you. Right. And like within a sentence or two, I would hear, are you the pastor's wife? Oh yes. My name's Emily. Do you play piano? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> right. And like this would happen every single yeah. time. Were they Baptist churches? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some of them maybe. They were a variety of like... Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, they were a variety of churches. But um, so finally, you know, I got to the point where people would come up and say, oh, are you the pastor's wife? And I'd say, yes, I'm Emily and I do not play piano. Let's just get that out there. Don't even ask me. Because it kind of got like discouraging, like, mm-hmm. oh, good, I get to tell people how I 
will not meet their needs again. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think it was a hindrance. Uh, certainly not here. No, and, you know, no. And I think it's become, yeah. like I said, that's those stereotypes have broken yeah. down quite a bit yeah. just as culture has changed. Right. And, um, Chris has always been very adamant as well to say, you're hiring me, you're not hiring my wife. Yeah. He's always served me so well in that area um, and just allowed me to be what God wants me to be. Yeah. And he came to me one time when I had to do some public speaking. And I've always been in the privileged situation where I could pick and choose. And if I really kind of felt like, yeah, this is a good thing that they have going on, I really want to be a part of it, I would accept that yeah. speaking engagement. If it was something kind of goofy or something I just didn't feel connected to or whatever, I was at liberty to say no. It wasn't like my paycheck or my putting food on the table depended on it. Right, so right, right. I was thankful for that. Yeah. Um, and at least at this church... This church is amazing. I've never met so many talented people in one place. It's amazing, place. My isn't last, it? My last church in Lubbock was like this. Yeah. But here it's even like uh, to a, no, a new degree. Yeah. And so if there's a speaking thing, yeah, we got you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there's lots of us here. That exactly. Can, we have a great amount of people that can just minister to one another and serve in capacities that churches in general kind of need. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was lamenting having to go to the speaking engagement because um, so many times <laughs> God calls us to do things that we may not be comfortable doing. Yeah. And I've always been very gifted, like in high school, you know, Speech class, I got all A's, yeah, you know. My yeah. jobs when I first uh, graduated, receptionist, so on, just speaking in front of people. But I always felt so nervous. And I just, when it came, when time came to get up in front of people, yeah. that was really hard for me. Yeah. When the time came for me to open up the mic on the radio, that was just really, really hard for me. I would just, At first, right? Oh, it still gets that way. Really? It okay. still gets that way, but God has a sense of humor. Yeah. It says, you silly little girl, we're going to do this. That's right. So I was lamenting, you know, this big uh, presentation that I had to give. And uh, Chris came and he's encouraging me. And sometimes the more someone tries to encourage you, the more irritated you get. You ever been there? Where it's just like, just be quiet. Let me be in my, let me be in my self-loathing uh but that's kind of where we were he was trying to encourage me and finally i told him dude you are not helping me just don't say anything to me you know and he his eyes got real big and he's like emily you don't understand he said my job as your husband is to help you become everything god wants you to be what a great guy I didn't like him at the moment for saying that, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, just like we were talking about Andrew Gomison. Yeah. Same thing for me. He has pushed when I needed to be pushed, encouraged when I needed to yeah. be encouraged. He gives me rest when I need rest where it's yeah. like, yeah, Emily is fine. You, you know, um, but yeah, I, I feel really blessed, really fortunate. He's a very good, um, 
I don't know what the word is, where you can just kind of read people. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. What, and what they need. Yeah, he's very good at reading He's people. really good at reading right. people, and sometimes they they need to be encouraged, and sometimes they need to just, be their alone. life needs to be softened a right. little bit. And other times they do kind of need just a like a smack little in the head? kick in the pants. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah kick in the pants. Kick in the pants. Or, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and so it's kind of chris likens me here's here's the funny thing chris oh he describes me like this he's like emily's like a star player and every time it's her time to get up to bat we have to go down in the dugout we have to drag her out to home plate we have to put the bat in her hand and then she hits it out of the park, runs the bases, goes back in the dugout. Waves the ground. And then when it's her turn again, <laughs> we have to go down in the dugout, drag her. And, and that has been how I've really learned to trust God. Yeah. Okay. God has a calling on my life. I know that full well. Yeah. He's given me talents I cannot bury. I don't always like it. Yeah. But when I compare it to some of the people in the Bible... And the things that they have had to do, even yeah. though they don't like, like, I don't want to go to Nineveh either. I'm sorry. I'd be on the boat <laughs> to Tarshish right, as well. Right. Yep. <laughs> Throw me overboard. It's yeah, me. Exactly. I love John. So I get it's it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And it really is an opportunity to yeah. trust God. Yeah. Trust God. Yeah. 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 And he grows. Yeah. He sure does. So, so in Harlan, uh, you guys get this crazy idea to <laughs> not, not go back on the radio, but the 2023 version. Yeah. Which is, hey, let's do a podcast. Yep. And uh, let's try to reach people around the country and around the world. Yeah. For Christ and encourage the body of Christ. And, yeah. And uh, you guys start that process. And <clears throat> I was sitting in Lubbock, Texas, not enjoying my life at the time. And I get a <laughs> random call from Chris. <laughs> I mean, the longer story is I was praying that day. Um, because my neighbor used their garbage disposal that backed up into mine. That was part of my living conditions. And I was like, really, Lord? Yeah. I'm like, thank you for a place to live, but really? Yeah. And then God reminded me at that moment, this was kind of like in the morning. He's mm-hmm. like, well, remember in Tucson, and this is after Family Friday, remember in Tucson, you were going some through, through some things and you got a random phone call mm-hmm. and changed the direction of your life. That night, I got a random phone call from Chris yep. that changed the direction of my life. Yeah. And at the time, we were just talking, filling in for you with mm-hmm. the project you were working on. Yep. I was going to do it remotely. The more Chris and I ended up talking two hours, that turned into come up for a week and visit and see what God yeah. is saying and some of the needs that Fresh Road had at the time. Yep. And by March, I moved in. Yeah. And we got the band back together. We really did. And you don't even play piano. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I did play clarinet. In, uh, did you play clarinet? Fifth through eighth grade. Oh, yeah. wow. That's interesting. I played a little bit of clarinet, too. My I don't want to brag me. or anything, but I was first chair fifth through Oh, were you really? Oh, very exciting. Wow, nice. I know. I know you're impressed. Yeah. <laughs> clarinet like yeah. squidward yeah something i don't know um so so yeah you move up here and sometimes yeah. i think about it even well mike shaw is here like it's it's crazy yeah. how mm-hmm. life just comes full circle yeah. and god you know puts people together for a purpose well, god has blessed me so much through it i've 
just I have made so many new friends. Mm-hmm. I have such a great church family here. Mm-hmm. My heart is so full. Yeah. Uh, and it's just great working with you guys on oh. everything that we're working on with Fresh Road. Yeah, it um, is. And it's part of what I feel like God has called me to. Yeah. The Jesus is coming soon. I was supposed to start years ago. I'm right. And yes. Put it off. You felt called for that. Put it off and didn't do it. And apparently I had to move to Harlan to, <laughs> for Chris, this is Chris again, for Chris to kind of, and he didn't kick me in the pants, but it was just being around Chris, it's hard not to get some of that energy. He does energize people right. sometimes to the point of exhaustion, <laughs> but, but he create, he's a creative, yeah, very creative, very creative and force. Uh, he right. makes things happen. Yeah. So that's fun. And speaking of creative, so like yeah. your blogs on the firstwordmedia.com, oh, yes. yeah. Um, Really impressed with your writing and the oh, way you do it. Thank you. But it's not just, I mean, it is the writing, but it's the storytelling that you okay. do yep. to also get across one or more biblical principles mm-hmm. in the blog. Have you been doing this your whole life? You know, how? I think it was just in radio, particularly mm-hmm. in when we were in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris and I just developed this method, I guess, of doing radio where we were going to take any ordinary situation, didn't matter what it was. It could be news of the day. It could have been an event in our life. It could have been anything. Yeah. But a real situation and find the spiritual twist in it. Because right. there's a spiritual twist in everything. God's in every aspect of God our lives. Cre- yeah. He created yeah. everything. Yep. He is orchestrating everything. Yep. And so whatever you're looking at, good, bad, or otherwise, yep. What's the spiritual aspect of it? Because there is nowhere that you can go where God isn't. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so we did that for years and on air. And so working together, being husband and wife, we were so like-minded. We talk about that, like we're in the drift, like our minds are almost just like connected sometimes. If I didn't have something, if I couldn't see something in it, he could, and vice versa. If he didn't really see the spiritual connection, I would find something. And you guys can refine each other. Exactly. Exactly. And so, I mean, we did it every day, Monday through Friday, for for years. years. And um, that's why I think I love a true story. You know, looking at the filmmaking that Chris has done, he's done true stories. Um, I love to see movies or read books of true stories because those true, like, God is so amazing. We don't really have to make up stories. <laughs> you know what I mean? The real life stories are are more amazing than, one, than what you can even make up. And in fact, I was excited to come on the podcast and just talk with you because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris and I, our life has been very unique. Yes. It's been very full. Yep. It's been very adventurous. Yep. And Chris has done a lot of things. Yep. And our daughter went off to be uh, working optometry in the Air Force. Okay. And as she's, you know, getting into her new base and she's getting to know her coworkers and making friends... They, her and her friends had gotten together one day, and they just started talking about, you know, there's people from all over yeah, in, right. in the military, yeah. who you are, where you're from, what's your life. And our daughter starts telling about her life growing up yeah. 
with mom and dad. Yeah. On the uh, air, knack, knack. Yes. I mean, we were on the mission field. Yeah. We were in Arizona. We lived in Germany for a while. We, you know, did this, that, and the other thing. Chris wrote books. Chris made movies. Chris was the president of a racetrack for a while. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. So she's just talking, and all of a sudden, one of the girls just stopped her. And she's like, wait, Dana. You're punking us, right? Like, you're, are you are you are you just like seeing how far you can go before we call you out? You know, like, no. And she had never thought about it before. But yeah, it was a really, it's been a really amazing ride. But early on, when the kids were little, uh, Chris and I actually prayed for that because we would get up in our day to day life, and he would go to work, and I'd get the kids off to school, and then I'd go to work, and then I'd come home, and I'd go get the kids from school, and then we'd do our homework, and then we'd go to uh, whatever extracurricular activities, and then we'd have dinner, and then we'd go to bed, just to start it all over tomorrow. Yeah, you know? We we just worked every day just to come back together, just for maybe an hour or two, go to bed and do it all again. And, and one day we were just waiting for the weekend to come and Saturday morning came and we woke up, we're sitting there having our coffee and Chris and I are just like, this is not, this is not life. This is not what God wants for us. We're constantly away from each other. We're constantly off doing our own thing and it just didn't feel right. And we started praying and praying and praying about it. And Pretty soon, we realized Chris had been doing a bunch of research about Alaska. Like, it just started really uh, intriguing him. Yep. And God's tugging on his heart. Tugging on his heart. Yeah. But I didn't know that. Uh, and I started looking into Alaska. God's I'd love to go to Exactly. <laughs> and when we realized we were both getting uh, kind of obsessed with Alaska, we thought, is God... Is God doing something here? You know? And so it was a lot of prayer. It was years of prayer. Wow. Um, We, God told us at the time to pull out of every ministry we were involved in. Sounds counterintuitive. That's hard. But we really felt God leading us in that direction. So we did. Yeah. And then God said, I want you to homeschool your kids. So we pulled our kids out of school. That's wisdom. Yeah. (laughs) Especially now. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's gotten more and more where I'm so glad we did when we did. Um, But we we started homeschooling and slowly over the course of about two years, he prepared us to go then to the mission field. And we didn't really even realize what he was doing. But again, Uh being obedient to those things, sell your house or quit your job or whatever he wants you to do. That doesn't appear to make sense at the time. Um. Pretty soon we were on our way to Alaska. And here's the cool thing. We thought we were going to go up to be part of a mission up by Elam. And we were ready to go. And all of a sudden, boom, the, the church denomination that was a part of it, they just switched gears. It was no one's fault, but they're like, we're just, we're not doing this aspect anymore. We're changing what we're doing. Minnesota? Elam, Elam, Alaska. Alaska. Okay. Elam, Alaska. That's the far west coast of Alaska. Yeah. Small, remote, remote villages. You can only get there by plane. Anyway. Yeah. uh, That fell through. And we were so discouraged because Chris is like, I've already turned in my time at work. Yeah. It just, it was, it felt like the rug had just been pulled out from 
underneath us and we even questioned god are we hearing you correctly well because of his radio experience um somehow just by a fluke we went to meet with some people and there happened to be um a pastor that was out in alaska who that mission also had a radio station right. and he came in running up to chris yeah right. he came <laughs> running up to chris and he said you're in radio and he said yes and he said we need someone to come and, and manage the radio station so all those Perfect. all those steps god takes you through yeah oh, god knew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, God knows stuff. <laughs> and he just puts the weirdest things together, you know. So, and, and I do talk to a lot of people who say, you know, oh, gosh, I would love to fill in the blank with right. ministry. Yeah. But, you know, I have my job and I have my, we have our house and we have it. And the kids are, you know, sure. their peer group. And, yeah. and and I just, if God's really got a calling on your heart, if that's really a desire, yeah. Let that stuff go. Well, and there's no wrong or right answer. It's individual. Yeah, right? it is. I mean, maybe, is. maybe God wants you to stay in that house and raise the kids with yep. that peer group. But I mean, you'll know. But you'll know. You'll know. You'll know. And Just But the adventure focused. has been worth yeah. every minute of it. I mean, it's just been so exciting. And, and like I said, we now look back and our kids look back and they see mm-hmm. the value yeah. of the life that God has given them in that we have broken outside of what everyone says we should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've broke that, that cookie cutter, you know, you grow up, you get a job, you get married, you have kids that go to school, that grow up, that get, you know, yeah. we've just broke out of and that. And climb the corporate ladder. Yes. And, stuff. and again, yes. there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. If that's what that's you're called you to do. But it's Chris's yeah. personality too. I mean, I'm a Myers, I've done a lot of Myers-Briggs, some people think yes. is, is kind of pop science, and some people don't think it's a real thing. I think it's I think a it's, lot too. I think there is, and yeah. I know even pastors that give the test to, you know, to their to their congregation and stuff just to help us understand who we are better and yeah. how to interact with each other. So I found out Chris and I are the same. We're ENFP. Okay. And ENFPs are into adventure. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, how else do I, when I'm 21 years old, I take a one-way bus ticket and what I can carry yeah. to Roswell, New Mexico, which I'd never heard of. Right. And talk myself into my first radio job. There to, you go. To start yeah. the whole adventure or to drop everything in Lubbock and move yeah. up to and I'm not. I'm like, I'm the polar opposite. In mm-hmm. fact, we went to a church planting uh, weekend or whatever um, to assess whether Chris and I would be um, church planting material. We were not, which was okay. <laughs> which was okay. But uh, we did do that Myers Briggs. Yeah. Uh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Myers-Briggs okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get it confused with Briggs and Stratton or something. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <a> chainsaw <laughs> and uh, so we went out there and, and you have to sit down with like psychiatrists and psychologists, very, you know, professional people that are able to evaluate you. Because it's like you're going to the Mars, hey, you're going on a Mars mission. Yeah, They want to make exactly. sure you're not going to crack in Alaska. Exactly. Because, <laughs> yeah, it takes a very special, it takes a very certain person. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, um, we sat down together with, and all the doctors that were there that weekend, they said, 
we want to be in with Chris and Emily. <laughs> and so they, they so sat passed. in. We had like three, we had like three doctors in with us, yeah, you know, yeah. just talking about, you know, things, my father's death and, you know, just like, all oh, just talking. Yeah. And um, one of them finally said, we all wanted to be here because you two are so polar opposite. We have never seen a couple so opposite God does that. function so perfectly yeah, well right. in that marriage. That's so good. And so, again, gift yeah. from God. It's That's a gift, a from, gift God. from God because I am not the yeah. adventurous type. Right. I like order. I like a plan. Yeah. I like, you know. The NFPs need that in their Security. Life, <laughs> yeah, I like that yeah. security. Yeah. But Chris has taught me to, yeah. you know, live outside the box. And I have <laughs> taught him that there is a box. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And you can be in the box on occasion and it's yeah. all okay. Go to the edge of the cliff, but not over. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. Well, I'm looking at the timer on the, all right. on the iPhone. We're at an hour almost exactly. Nice. I saw Chris lurking outside the door. So I don't know okay. if you guys are going to lunch or what. We are going to go to lunch. Okay. Yep. So he's, he's probably Lots ready. of great restaurants right. here in Harlan, Iowa. So, you know, we can always do this anytime we want. But I would love to do it again. But this is great because I think people that are fans of Emily and Chris and no apology with Emily and Chris and, and Chris and Emily from the Arizona days and the yeah. Michigan days and, yeah. and the Alabama days, maybe they haven't heard some of these stories. I yeah. hadn't heard some of these stories, yeah. even as an honorary Danielson. Yeah. So. There's a lot of stories. There's a lot more yeah. where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. We Chris actually talked to a lady here in Harlan yeah. who used to live in Phoenix, Arizona and knew us when we got here. So I'm wondering if he she even knows you probably. Get out of town. Yeah. Yeah. No, they did. <laughs> we got out of town. Right. Yeah, so, okay. uh, All right. Living life in Harlan, Iowa. Emily, thank you. Oh, thank you. No, I guess it's I'll, always fun. Thanks, boss. <laughs> I guess I'll see you at work soon. What do I call you? Minion? Yes. Yes, minion works. <laughs> Yeah. You can call me Overlord. Yeah, <laughs> Overlord. I, for one, welcome our Emily Daniels and Overlords. There you go. <laughs> that's great. Thank you so much. Right, I appreciate you. it. All right. That's episode six. Jesus is coming soon with Mike Shaw. Uh, again, everything at freshroadmedia.com. Check out Emily's blogs. Check out the, um, what do we call it? The, I forgot the, the word we use for no apology with Emily and Chris. That is our main show. Yeah. At Fresh Flagship. Radio. Flagship. Broadcast. Thank you. That's yes. the word. Flagship broadcast. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then uh, Bible Idiots. That's Chris's teaching. Yes. It's and, powerful. Yep. Check that out. Yeah, it's, it's it's really, really good. good. Really good. I like having my husband as my pastor. Yeah. That's kind of a weird thing well, to his, say, but it's his true. His sermons are so good. I know, right? So, I, I love it. Yeah. And um, I love this church, too. Yeah. And I uh, love you guys. Love Harlan. Love you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll have another show soon. Jesus is coming uh, coming back soon. Yep. So keep looking up.